Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. We believe 2023 is harvest time, so we're doing things a little bit differently around here. One of my dear friends, uh, Pastor Jeff Kroll is with us, and his wife Melanie, wonderful people. Uh, Pastor Jeff and I met in eighth grade nearly 50 years ago. That's crazy. We met in eighth grade, and... Um, and then reconnected years later when we were both youth pastors in the Orlando area. And God just did some great things to bring us together. And we've been friends for years. We haven't gotten to see each other for a long, long time. But we talk on the phone and see each other on social media quite a bit. And uh, he's just a, a wonderful guy. Let me just tell a little bit about him. He's been in ministry for many, many years. Decades, in fact. But God did a great transformation work in Jeff Kroll's life. Uh, he, he, was, he was a wild guy in eighth grade, let me just tell you. He was a wild man. But God redeemed him and changed him as a teenager and transformed his life so powerfully. And I've been able to, to witness and be a part of seeing what God's done in his church and through him in his community. Sanford, Florida is where we grew up, where he still lives. Sanford, Florida was placed on the map for the world in the Trayvon Martin tragedy a few years ago. And Pastor Jeff already had a group of pastors from all over that area of all races that were already fellowshipping together, praying together. And when that thing happened, that group of people stepped in there. And, and, and I'm telling you, Sanford was a powder keg. It could have exploded at any time in rioting and burning and things we've seen other places in the country. But that prayer group, that group of ministers and pastors, they stepped up. And this guy, it was his heart that helped bring that thing together and that's been his heart for a long time. Now he's moved into a new phase even of his ministry where he's teaching in a Christian school. He'll tell you more about that and what he teaches. But I'd like you to get up on your feet and give a great Now Church welcome to Pastor Jeff Crawl as he comes. Welcome him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. What a great looking church. What a great, hey, if you don't know this, if you're a visitor here, you're in a good place. When you have ministry leaders that have been this faithful and have been in relationship with other ministry leaders this long, that's a good sign. This is a healthy place. Uh, the online campus, uh, if no one's told you that before, this is a healthy place. I've been in places where they're not so healthy. This is a healthy place, this is a good place. And uh, you are a good-looking crowd. I mean, just turn to your neighbor and says, you're good-looking. <laughs> All right, well, if you would, could you pray, pray with me, pray for me, and uh, let's get started. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your church and that you called us to be part of your church. We sense your presence in this place. 
And we want to be careful to honor that, respect you, give you first place. I pray a blessing on this congregation. I pray that our hearts will be open, our ears will be open, and that, Lord Jesus, you'll give me the very words that you sent me here to give. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm here to, here to address some controversial comments that your pastor made about me. He said I was a burnout. And he's absolutely right. Um, was not raised in church. My mom took us to um, Catholic service one time. I asked my dad, I said, why, why, why don't you go? He goes, just don't you worry about that, boy. <laughs> and I asked my mom, I said, how come we don't go to the Catholic church anymore? And she says, well, the priest said, if you don't take communion, you're going to go to hell. So I told him to go to hell. How's that online church doing? God bless you. Can you tell when they start clicking off? I mean, I mean. Um, I had the privilege of leading my mom to the Lord. Um, I, uh, my dad was not around, and so at a very young age, started getting high and partying and chasing girls. And uh, it, it uh, you know, it's funny, Pastor Richard, as, as I'm older and I, and I see healthy families in our Christian school, I'll be in chapel services and I'll just start weeping because I go, oh my goodness, I missed out on a healthy family. I even remember when, they were, when I was going to take over the church, I was praying over in Lake Forest, and I said, God, I'm not good enough. I'm not healthy enough to pastor a church. And I, and I was even thinking of you because, you know, you and I were kind of in the same place, and, and you have a great relationship with your parents and stuff. And, and um, I started giving God all kinds of excuses, and he didn't like those excuses. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, but I, 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 you know, uh, I was just a burnout, and, and, and luckily... <laughs> I saw burnouts worse than me, the way Richard looked at me. And I, I can't be like this guy. Um, and, um, and, you know, after each party and each situation, I just started feeling not good about myself. And I worked at a Ford dealership, and I used to come home at lunch on my motorcycle, and I would see a TV preacher preaching the gospel. You know, it was only three channels, you know, back then, you know. But, but there was a TV preacher, and if someone walked in the room, I'd quickly change the channel because I didn't want him thinking I was watching a TV preacher. But one day, he looked at me and he said, if you want to give your life to Jesus. And I went in my bedroom, and I said, if you're real, if you're real, Jesus, I give you my life. And then I said something that was so weird. I said, and use me as a tool for your work. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, it freaked out the sound system, you know? I even remember going, what's a druggie asking God? It was just a weird thing. And I remember getting off my knees, and, and my first thought was, that was kind of silly. 
And I said, no. And I lifted my hands and I felt the Holy Spirit come into me. Wow. It's almost like the Lord's taking me back to all that. You know, I feel like I'm getting saved all over again this year. You know, um, I got back on my motorcycle, went back to the Ford dealership, bumped into my friend Curtis. And uh, back then, we used to have to take cars to the inspection station. Do y'all remember that? You have to get cars inspected. He said, hey, I got a joint. Let's go get high. We'll take one of the cars, you know. <laughs> we got stoned every day at work. And um, I said, uh, no, I don't get high anymore. He said, uh, why not? I said, I just got saved. And he said, saved from what? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's kind of my testimony a little bit. Um, and uh, I felt the call of God right in my life. And then I met my wife, who's down from uh, Michigan, my wife, Melanie. And we'll be married 39 years in April. And... Uh, Uh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me, and uh, besides Jesus, and um, she's usually right, which bugs me. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, I told uh, Pastor Richard, I said, I just want to worship the Lord today. I don't even want to. By the way, what an awesome worship team you guys have here! Come on. I, I like how the ladies, we, some would lead this song, lead that song, and it's just great vibe. And, you know, you've got guys who weren't behaving themselves back over here. I don't know what that, what that is over there. Purgatory, Purgatory over there. Um, so I still pastor a little, little church uh, in Sanford. Uh, but my real thing is my wife teaches first grade at this school, and, I, and the headmaster used to be one of my youth leaders. And they used to say, come, come help out, come help out, come help out. And I said, no, 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 I'm working in Sanford. I'm bringing pastors together, you know. And then all the pastors that I was working with, several of them went to be home with the Lord. Some, some of them moved away. And so I'm filling in at this school, and I'm going, what am I doing here? And I, and I have another pastor friend. We were at lunch one day. What, this was not in the plan. What are we doing here? Has, has anybody ever had a moment with God where you go, this was not in the plan? What are we doing here? Um. Yeah, um, so, so, but when I'm with these young kids, they kept asking these questions, and, said, well, I can't believe in the Bible anymore, and it's too many, you know, TikToks like a, like a fire hose they drink from today, and it's all former Christians that says, I found a problem in the Bible, and, and they're, they're dismissive of the Bible and stuff, and I bumped into one of my Baptist pastor friends at Sam's, and he goes, man, seminary did not prepare me to answer the questions my young people are asking. So, uh, so the apologetic ministry began. So before, before I jump into that, I tried to get the knuckleheads, I mean, I mean the high school's kids, um, <laughs> to send you a little greeting here. And so maybe we can show that little greeting here, I, just a part of one of my classes. Hey, hey, we got a 
excited that um, Pastor Carl gets to preach in front of you guys, and we hope that you guys really enjoy his message, and we're sending our love. Yeah. Amen. Uh, it's a different generation. Oh, I can tell <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you so many stories. I can tell you so many stories. Some days are beautiful, and you just your heart is full, and you love these kids. And then other days, you're wondering where you can dispose of their body. <laughs> I, am, I am serious when I say that. I, uh, I, I actually tell the kids when, 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 when they get really out of, out of line, I say, hey, do not do that anymore. Remember what happened to Sebastian? And they go, who's Sebastian? I go, that's right. In fact, in fact, I say things you're not supposed to say in class all the time, and now they get their phones out, and, and, and it's, it's not good. It's not good. I, I say things, hey, <laughs> I, say, I say things, hey, if, if you need help, help raising your grade, I love the Benjamins. <laughs> you, know, you know, make it rain. I've not seen a $100 bill once. I, I, they, they won't. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can we start the first slide? What is apologetics? All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. What is apologetics? Number one, it's not an apology. Apologetics come from the Greek word apologia, meaning defense or explain. We don't apologize for our faith. We give reasons and evidence for the Bible and the Christian worldview. You know the famous quote, you don't need to defend the truth. It's like a lion, just let it out. So I'm going to try to help you understand why apologetics, where it fits in. Um, the next slide says, the tomb is empty, our brains shouldn't be. Does that make sense? All right, and it's also a biblical command. For, this is actually the apologetics verse here. It's, it's a biblical command. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense. That word defense is Greek apologia. So when we're doing apologetics, we're giving a defense. To everyone who asks. Everybody say, everyone who asks. Um, this process works best when there's a conversation. Um, you know, we're not here to win arguments. We're here to win people. And so if you find yourself learning something to combat your favorite TikTok person, check your heart. Are, are you trying to just win an argument? Is, is it a sporting event to you? Because we're here to win people, not arguments. And so, so when they say something, you go, well, here, here's something you could you consider. And then they could say something, and you say, here's something you consider. And then they say something about my mom. And I'm going, your mom. And then, you know, and then and the next thing you know, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, so to everyone who asks, ask you for a reason, for the hope that is within you with meekness and fear. So if you feel your blood pressure rising, say, well, God bless you. Let's get back to this when I can go pray. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27, this is where I say we are called to live a full life. And sometimes we forget about this, but Jesus says, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Right? This is where our mind gets involved. Now, now I want to address uh, right up front, and, and, and this is uh, the next slide. It says, salvation starts by proclaiming the word. Let me say that again. Salvation starts by proclaiming the word, not by explaining it, by proclaiming it. We're saved. Now, look at these verses. It's fascinating. This is one of my favorite uh, 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 verses. I wrote a song. It's now 40-something years old now. It's called Romans 116. Um, it, it, it's, it's what I believe deeply. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Let me say that. Let me say it again. It's the power of God. Yes. We're saved because somebody, I don't care if it's a small child or someone with low IQ, it doesn't matter who they are. When we speak the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is power in that story, in that testimony. There is a, it's God-given, it's self-validating. There's an efficacy in the gospel that is undeniable. And so when we say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life, it contains what's needed to get someone born again. You don't need a PhD. You don't need to have a bunch of apologetic answers. Um, this, this, and, and, and it's an amazing phenomenon. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, I mean, if you're in an argument and, and you run out of things, just say John three sixteen. Because it, it, it has DNA in it. And, and, and if I can impart that to you right now in the spirit, I just feel that right now. That with your family, your loved ones, whatever, just, just rest in the power of the gospel. Don't need to go to seminary. You just, just, just say, say the word. Say the story. In 1 Corinthians, it says, And it pleased God through, the, through folly of what we preach to save those who believe. It's, it's, you know, it's through the foolishness of preaching. It's, it's, it's an amazing phenomenon. And we, know, we also know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's make that clear. We're saved by, by proclaiming the gospel. But let's, let's address the other side of the coin. Sin is a problem, but so is ignorance. The next slide says, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. That's the next slide. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We often, I have a book called, um, um, what's my book? <laughs> I've got nine little books that are on Amazon. I think I sell two or three a year. Wow. Everybody go on Amazon, buy, buy one of my books. <laughs> Um, but uh, it, it's, it, it's called You Can Be Free. And there are times where you need a power encounter. You need a brother or sister to pray for you, lay hands on you, and pray for you. But most believers, we need a truth encounter that sets us free because the truth will set you free. And so it's not always someone praying over you. It's, it's truth, and, and that's why we need knowledge. Now, the next slide says, Explaining the word removes the obstacles to faith and successful living. Proclaiming the word gets you saved. But sometimes explaining the word can help remove obstacles that get people stuck. 
That's why Jesus reasoned with Nicodemus. And that's why Jesus reasoned with the woman at the well. It's why every time Paul went into a city, he went into the synagogue and reasoned with the scriptures. That's why he went to the Gentiles in Acts 17. So there's a reasoning component to the Christian life. Does that make sense? So there's a time to preach and a time to teach. Uh, in fact, I love that about the first uh, chapter 4 or 5 of Matthew. And it says, Jesus went around preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching. Preaching has a way of moving atmospheres. Because you're almost preaching in the spirit. You're, you're, you're almost not even talking to the person. You're, you're almost talking to the spirit controlling the person. Y'all sense that? And you have that. You have that ability you know, just to, oh, so many stories. I've been in ministry too long. I've got, I've, got, I've got stories backed up, you know, like in a traffic jam right now, going beep, beep, beep. Come on, I want to talk. All right. I'm sorry. The medicine will kick in in a short, shortly. Um, did, did I say that out loud? All right. All right, next slide says, now this is something that, that I've experienced. It says, apologetics can remove the splinters in your mind. As we mature, inevitable questions will arise in our minds, and they need to be resolved for us to move forward. And that's, it, it can be anything. Is it, well, well, why did God do it this way? Or how come the Bible says that? Or, I don't understand, God looks mean here. Or, there's the little questions you have. And like a beach ball in a pool, you can only hold them down so long. They're going to pop up. And I'll tell you, the enemy knows you've got splinters in your mind. And he'll whisper to you. <laughs> One of the guys I work with, he runs the apologetics club at UCF. Brilliant guy. Brilliant, brilliant. And he showed me this new TikTok. And the new TikTok is, well, the reason why I'm no longer a Christian is because I just noticed this. They use uh, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and uh, that proves God didn't write it because nobody in the Middle East has named those names. It's like, come on, you're, you're walking away because of that? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's... Um, so, so whatever the splinter is, we're there to help them. Um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, I could start meddling. Um, let, let me just pause for a moment here. Oh, my goodness. Time is, time is short. Okay. Uh, go to core subjects real quick, and I'll just show you something real, real quick. The, these are some of the things. Uh, maybe we can talk about this a little later. Uh, one of the things I have uh, brought with me is I brought a thumb drive with 50 gigs of apologetic material that I'm giving to Pastor Richard. Because part of the reason why I'm here is I feel in the spirit that the Lord is raising up in this house some apologetic teachers and leaders here that will be teaching some classes and stuff. In fact, let me say this. Um, in the spirit, when I was praying over this house... It, uh, I believe there is a young Jeff Crawl and a young Richard Parenchief in this room. <laughs> that was a good thing. That was a good thing. <laughs> no, don't say, oh, Lord. That was a good thing. <laughs> well, it will be a good thing. It will be. A good um, and in fact, let, let, let's go to the closing slide right now. And, and uh, let me pray over you because... 
because I want to uh, share something. I, I was so moved because I haven't seen a lot of messages from this house, but I, over in December, I saw Pastor Richard preach on home field advantage. Do you all remember that? Yeah. I was at home. I felt the Holy Spirit just fall on me, and I go, that is a now word for the body of Christ. And this is what I feel like I'm here to encourage you in. If we are in the days of Noah, and Jesus says his return would be like the days of Noah, then we all need to work on the boat. We all need to work on the boat. It, it just can't just be Noah and his wife. <laughs> Gail says, praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Now, you are to have a, a, a beautiful serving spirit here. You really do. I can feel it. You have a great crew here. I think 2023, it's going up a notch. Amen. And you guys are working on a boat. You're enlarging the boat because the Lord of the harvest is going to send a harvest here. Yes. He's going to send a harvest here. It's good ground. It's good ground. He trusts you. He trusts you. You've been faithful. You've proven yourself faithful. And I believe there's going to be a lot of new uh, young people coming to this house, young adults coming to this house. And, you know, Pastor Richard, I, I said this was never on my radar. I just preached on Sunday, preached the Word of God, prayed for people. That was it. And now I'm in a school setting. And, but, you know, whether the church likes it or not, the world is coming to us. It's, it's a, the floodgates, you know. And so... Um, so this apologetic ministry is just you and I studying to show ourselves approved that we are a workman needed not to be ashamed. So that's essentially what we're doing here, but we're getting a little more sophisticated. You know, every war has new weapons, Vietnam, World War II, whatever, Gulf Stream, the Ukraine war. Every war, every battlefield has new kinds of weapons. And the Lord, I believe, is going to equip this house with some new weapons. Let me say this to you. One of the most encouraging things in my life is when I have a question that seems to cast doubt on something in Scripture. And when the Lord strategically brings me in contact with a person or a book or an apologetic video, it's like, yes. It validates what your heart knows. And then you live holistically. There's a verse in Psalms that says, unite my heart that I might fear you because we're all made of pieces and parts and sometimes your heart feels good but sometimes your mind doesn't sometimes your mind feels good but your heart doesn't and this uh, ministry has a way of uniting the two and so we need to secure our home field advantage which is your own personal home covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ the blood is over your lintel and over your doorposts so the destruction passes over you someone say praise the Lord for that but, but there's a double anointing when you come to a house where we're all working on the same boat. We're all working on the same boat. And there's great comfort. You know, um, the world's getting darker, but we're getting brighter. And as it gets darker and darker out there, they're going to be looking for lighthouses. And this is a lighthouse. This is a lighthouse. This is a lighthouse. And so let me, let, let me pray for you. Can I do that right now? If you bow your heads right now, and let me just uh, pray over you right now. And uh, I just want to take a moment and just wait on the Holy Spirit just for a moment here. 
Lord, we bless you. We're just taking a moment to be quiet in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I just sense Jesus is laying his hands on some of you right now and parting grace to you. Parting grace to you. Imparting grace to you. Lord Jesus, I pray even now that the grace to build our homes and the grace to build this boat will descend on every person in this room and those watching online. That we don't have to watch the world in all its chaos feeling there's no hope or no purpose. There is hope, there is purpose. It's God's house. There is hope, there is purpose. It's in God's house. Lord, unite me to your house. Help me roll up my sleeves and be part of one of the builders of the ark. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. And Jesus, as this lighthouse, even the sign on the building out front, when the cars drive by, when they come to this place, may they see you. Be glorified in this house, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. God bless you. So powerful. You know, um, I, I love Pastor Jeff. He's always been the, the, he's a very cerebral guy, but he's very spirit-led, spirit-filled. And that's the combination we need right now. As I told you last week, Michael Pitts told me years ago, one of the hardest things about being a pastor is you've got to get thinking people to feel and feeling people to think. And I think we're a good combination of all those things in this house. But it's a challenge, and we are rising to the challenge. Uh, Billy Graham talked about something called a, a chain of grace. And he said that, you know, everybody's kind of at a different level. Uh, if you think of a number line going from minus 10 to zero to plus 10, plus 10 is you're on fire for God, and you're wholeheartedly serving Him. You got everything going. And, you, and minus 10 is somebody that just hates God, or just wants to ignore God and just on a kick about it to tell everybody else. Our job through, I love what he said about explanation. I love what he said about declaration. But our job is to, wherever we are in the workplace, to be so led by the Holy Spirit that we warm someone to the next number up. That if you find somebody that's, that's, 
you know, at minus two, they're getting closer to that conversion at zero where they're going to come into the kingdom. Our job is to warm them, not to, not to whip them and not to win the argument, as Pastor Jeff said. Our job is to warm them to that next possible. Here's the problem right now. 80% of the body of Christ, well, let's say it this way. Most people in the body of Christ know that our role on earth and the reason why God leaves us here after we respond and get saved is because we have a lifetime to win others, right? Is that, that's, isn't that one of our highest purposes besides worshiping Jesus? Because we're going to worship him in heaven, but we're here on earth to, to be an example, to win others, right? 80% of the body of Christ has never led one person to Jesus. 80%. That's horrible. But it's because we get so squeamish about it. Well, that's the pastor's job. Well, that's not true. The pastor is the shepherd. The sheep, be, sheep give birth to sheep. Sheep give birth to lambs. Shepherds don't. So what I'm saying is I believe we're in a harvest season this year. And God, as Pastor Jeff said, I witnessed with everything he said, he wants to empower us, all of us, when I'm out there sharing my faith with others, I don't do it as a pastor. A lot of times I don't tell people I'm a pastor because they automatically switch off. And so we, so we have these different things. You and I have an opportunity to share the love of Jesus, the power of God, and we have to do it by warming them to the next step. And then that takes all the pressure off. And you know one of the greatest things you can do? Invite them to church. Just invite them to church and, as we say around here, see what God does. See what God does. If you can get them, we've prayed for, we've, had, we've owned this property for, since summer of 1994. We've been praying over this property for almost 30 years that as soon as someone pulls onto this property, something begins to take place in their heart. When I worked for Benny Hinn's ministry years ago as the youth pastor, we had testimony after testimony of people that got healed pulling into the parking lot of that church in Orlando. Why can't God reach people right here just with his presence and his power? But the word must go forth and you are carriers. And today you have been released. You have been blessed. We say on the door back here on your way out, know God, make him known. That's your job, to know God intimately and completely and to make him known wherever you go. You are carriers. And listen, the anointing of God, Jesus is the only hope for the darkness that's just out there in the neighborhoods a couple hundred yards away in every direction. God wants to do something through you. Not just through me, not just through Pastor Gail, Pastor Chris, Pastor Tristan and Crystal. God wants to do something through you. Will you be aware of it? Will you be open to it? Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.